Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you thinking about starting a podcast but don't know where to start? Let me take a second to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need, all one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor... You can distribute your podcast across a plethora of listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the big ones. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, completely free. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, do yourself a favor and check out anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Big Dumb Inquiry. Big Dumb Inquiries Big Dumb Inquiries Big Dumb Inquiries Hello everyone, I'm Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality. And I'm Kyle from the Big Dumb Podcast. We haven't quite figured out what this is yet, but we're calling it Big Dumb Inquiries. I love the idea and premise of this is that we take the dumbest questions and we answer them with the most conspiratorial answers possible. (laughs) And vice versa. Sometimes we take the most serious questions and just absolutely obliterate them. So this is uh, this is going to be fun. Shane, thanks for having me on your uh, your exclusive uh, show. I'm super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, what's our first uh, our first topic for for the evening? Um, Oh, and first of all, I'll just say. Shane, you're absolutely killing it in the game, dude. Uh, I think you're getting a lot of good responses from from the from the community, as they say. So uh, I say, dude, this show is going to be just a little cherry on top of what you're already doing, and uh, hopefully we can <laughs> hopefully we can make it uh, interesting for people. Even Joe, I was telling Joe from Legit Bad about it, and he pretty much said. Let me know when you guys are doing it. I want to hop on this. This sounds like a lot of fun. So there might even be even more. Oh, no, no. Start saving, popping on as it gets going. We're saving the other. We're saving Joe for the 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 shit cast, uh, which is another idea we have. Maybe that's the one I'll put on my premium content where we all just call each other from the toilet and uh, just record the conversations and the thoughts. Whether and it could work either way. Like maybe I just call you and leave a message, right? And just tell you what I'm doing, what I'm thinking about. And then we we just save all those messages and we sync it up at the end of the week. And then that's just the podcast. There's no put it, you know, no context or anything. Just like, hey, uh, I'm taking a shit. Probably drank too much beer last night. You know, describe the color. Describe the thoughts we're having. You know, I fuck, I'm late for work because I'm shitting or I'm at work and I'm shitting. So I think Joe would really like that because we, we talk about poop all the like anytime I'm pooping almost I text Joe and I'm like thinking of you, you know, <laughs> so uh, we'll we got to we'll save Joe for the shit cast. <laughs> say, you guys will have the funny side and I'll have the, the stoner thoughts side of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. So um, so the first topic for tonight. Um, we talked about uh, there, there's this question of uh, is Kanye West uh, the real second coming of of Jesus Christ? We just had Easter. Uh, 
you know, the world is supposed to end on Friday. There was supposed to be some sort of attack today. And, you know, if Kanye West is the, is the uh, reincarnate a messiah, um, he might have saved us all from it. And so uh, just real quick, before I get into why I think this this theory has some legs, I'd love to hear what your initial thoughts on it, because honestly, I just made it up today. I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, Kanye, I saw something that and I'll, I'll show you the evidence that I have for this, too. So just based on. The initial questions, what are your thoughts on on this this theory of Kanye being the 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 Messiah? Well, taking it from his words, <clears throat> because I, I can't think of a better response, he quote says, If there wasn't if there was a modern day Bible, you can't tell me that I wouldn't be Jesus. <laughs> oh, he said that? <laughs> so oh my. Going off, yeah, that that's the exact paraphrase. Thanks to Kanye over here. And this was oh, before, shit. you know, the whole Kim Kardashian, Pete Davison craziness. This is like five years ago and then you got the drop on uh was it joe rogan where he says i wonder how much the world costs i would just buy well, the world that's, and just rule the world that's what i'm gonna play next is this little edit um so let me uh pull this up here real quick so so i didn't know he said that so that's super interesting that's one point right one point kanye let me share my screen real quick i think this is gonna be uh let me see here I need to learn all these shortcuts for screen sharing. Uh, window. No, no, no. Window. Here we go. All right. Cool. We'll get better so, as these podcasts really go on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let me full screen this. Can you still see that? Oh, yeah. Beautifully. All right. Cool. So this is a, a edit by Pink Trip. He does the best Joe Rogan edits. And this is my evidence for Kanye West being uh, the second coming of Christ. What what are you doing? It's praying. Thought projecting. I'm straight Jedi. <laughs> I think it's crazy. I think Kanye is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> How much does the earth cost? I'm going to buy the entire earth and be king. The mm. earth. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you were the leader of the free world? I'm going to take the smartest people on the planet and make them work on mechanical bees. You know, everyone making negative comments. The bees go get them. <laughs> what, I, I lost you there. Explain that. What do you mean by that? I envision and will manifest mechanical bees. So my question is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Things you're saying are crazy. Are you serving man? Are you serving the, the one and only master? Who's that? Me. Me. Right there. What can you give me? What can you do for me? I think it's crazy. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay we could stop it there it gets a little <laughs> so it goes on Joe Rogan's face the whole time man he's just looking at him with that look of like oh dude well and that's a that's so so those who don't know ping trip uh on on youtube that's what he does he takes joe rogan episodes and condenses them to like 
two, three minute clips and just makes it sound completely ridiculous. Like everything's out of context and stuff. So um, this one, these are all things Kanye actually said. Well, more or less, it's edited together. You know, I don't think he's going to send mechanical bees after people, but he did say, who do you serve, man? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Or the one true master. And he said, who's that? It's me. So think about that, dude. Think about that. Kanye West. And, and think about in terms of Jesus, right? Trials and tribulations. What's happening to Kanye right now? What's been happening to him? He went through that whole mental uh, mental illness phase where he was on meds. And then he like exposed a lot of shit during that and like was able to like, you know, kind of overcome it. But then he's constantly going through shit, man. Yet he always comes out on top. So. I don't know, man. I think there's some validity to this claim. Uh, I don't want to be blasphemous or anything, but, you know, you won't know. They say, you know, speaking biblically, you won't know the day or the hour. But, you know, Kanye, Kanye is a, a and think about this, too. Jesus, you said Joe Rogan thinks uh, you think or you said uh, you think Kanye is crazy. But in Jesus's time, they thought he was crazy, too. Say either he's kind of like the Alex Jones situation where either he's completely out there or he's really onto something. Could be one or the other. Right, right. I mean, and well, like you said there's definitely grounds to what he's saying, but the mannerism in which he's saying it is what makes him be perceived as crazy. But hey, man, just like most prophets back in the day, I mean, they're all looked at like they were insane. They're the original conspiracy theorists, honestly. Yeah, dude. I mean, read, read Nostradamus. It makes like zero sense. Like, from a literary standpoint, you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you put it together with some historical context in mind with a little, you know, a few hundred years of of uh, of time to like sort it out. And you're like, oh, shit, this guy was onto something. So I don't know, man. Uh, Kanye is um, he, he's going to be the new king of Earth. So uh, just watch out for that. He might uh, or he could be the Antichrist. We haven't even discussed that aspect of it, but. Notice how he did have that shift, right? He his first, I don't know, few several albums up until two years ago were all, you know, gangster, not gangster rap, but like, you know, hip hop rap, you know, very second uh secular, you know, and then he had a switch after that whole uh instance with, you know, going to the mental institution, getting on drugs that they prescribed him and having that whole mental breakdown. What if that was like him becoming the most like he was learning what he's supposed to be doing here on earth and so then he switched his whole game and it was like he made a gospel album uh christian uh christian rap i mean his his new music is still really really good despite it being uh you know god-based and, and and gospel uh have you heard any of his new stuff i haven't personally but uh <clears throat> i guess the the comment I was going to make on this one is like most prophets, I feel like there was a connection to drugs, you know, psychedelic drugs. So mm -hmm. going off of another aspect of something that's happened in the past, maybe that drug use was some form of awakening and talking to God in a sense. And that's why well, he's continuing on this path. Mystics and prophets throughout history have often, uh, get, you know, credited uh, drug and alcohol usage to their mystical experiences and uh oftentimes i mean just the average joe i'm sure you've done shrooms once or twice in your day uh it's a profound uh, more than that. yeah i've only done them a couple of times so 
but each time it's a profound experience. It's life changing. And uh, you, you you really feel that spiritual. If you're in the right set and setting, you really feel that spiritual uh, connection. So um, I think there there's certainly something to that to a near death experience too. near death experience as well. And, and he did have that when he was having that whole mental breakdown, like he wasn't doing too well health wise. And they did prescribe him a lot of heavy antidepressants, possibly some psychotic medication, which we all know just makes you more psychotic for the most part. So there's something to it, man. Um, he's a musical genius. He's an artistic genius. I think he, uh, has a lot going on. And, um, uh, what, who are you looking at? Who, who's getting you? Is that your dog? Yeah, he's a uh, runner on the house, jumping on the couch. I'm like, all right, sit down, you little fucker. Oh no, you're good. <laughs> well, not little. He's a big ass pit, but same difference. <laughs> oh, good. Well, dogs are great. I love dogs. Um, my cats always try to get in the studio, and I'm like, no, because they fucking unplug shit. But, um, but yeah, man. So, so Kanye, I think there's something to it. I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can finish this clip if you want, <laughs> just to get I a little more insight. All right, let me let me go back here. Oh, dude, this Kanye <laughs> Make a I watched other, uh, show out of it. Yeah, I watched all of these videos. Not all of them, but I probably for two hours I sat and watched all these edits by Ping Trip. So here we go. We'll finish this clip here. I don't like these interviews. Have you always been this way? You should talk to a doctor about this. <laughs> I think he has. <laughs> Why would I listen to you? It's about to make me mad right here. You this way all the time. Look, man, let's first off to get this straight. I could whip your ass. I'm like Deadpool. <laughs> I can kill you. <laughs> Some medication. That medication is going to calm you down. Glory, glory, oh God Almighty. What are you doing? We lift our hands and give praise. He's singing about God, but I don't know. I'm getting a bad vibe from that. Yeah, that, I think that's just the music underneath. But when the lightning came out of his hands, that's when it really got uh, got crazy there. But <laughs> still, um, the whole episode, Joe Rogan just hated him. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Did you actually listen to ever listen to that whole episode? I'm actually going to go and listen to it afterwards because I really want to see this this full interaction and see how close that honestly was. But I mean, you can only paraphrase so much. He still said sentences along the lines of like, "Hey, man, you yeah. need some medicine well, that, or something." That whole like, episode that oh, a hundred percent. And that whole episode is actually quite good. You actually get a little insight into the thinking of Kanye West and. He's literally a genius. I mean, his his thought process, his creative process, uh, literally a genius. You just you were like he says something and you're like, oh, my God, I never thought about it like that. You know what I mean? So uh, people he gets a bad rap, you know, but I but that's also the media conceptions or perceptions of him is that he's crazy. He's a lunatic, but it's like he might actually just be a genius. And you guys, you know, not everybody can understand him or they don't want us to understand him. So. Like I said, I, you know, it's like Alex Jones. They want to make him look as crazy as possible because then you don't realize how much truth he might actually be spitting out here. That happens to the best of us, brother. Um, so, 
Um, okay, so let's you want to give this like a rating, like on a scale of like one to ten, how true this could be. Um, is that something you want to do? Like give it a rating on this conspiracy? I guess I'll I'll give it two ratings from my perspective. I'll give it okay. a a real world rating and then a, a spiritual rating, so to speak. Okay, as well as real world practical as far as like what the media is making him look like, I believe that the process possibility of him being Jesus is on the very low end, maybe like 10, 20%. But as far as the connections that we've made, as far as like the spiritual realm, I'll give it a, a possibility of, mm, let's just say 60%. Okay. So it's I mean, there's a lot more of, than a lot likely. Of there. Yeah. More than likely he could be, it, okay, at the very least, some sort of prophet, right? Maybe not the second That's coming, but some sort of prophet, some sort of uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, star seed, right? He could be some sort of uh, uh, his past life experiences. His soul could be angelic in some sense, and he's ba basically been brought here to show us the way through his amazing music. Uh, to true enlightening so i if i if we're if we're saying that i'm gonna go 80 90 percent uh on that front now is he the second coming i'm gonna go 30 percent, 20 30 percent but strong possibility he's some sort of prophet i'll give him that or my other thing that i've been thinking now is people get red-pilled and they carry themselves a certain way. And then there's the other type, they get red-pilled, and they have this whole, like, I am God. What, what, if, what if God is within me? I almost feel like there's a good possibility that he got red-pilled to some extent, and he went down that path. Right. Well, you know, that, that, um, that saying, you know, uh, God is, if God is it and everything, then I, therefore I am God. Uh, I don't have the the information in front of me, but there's this this book I've been reading. It's a it's a a uh, uh, what's the word academic study on uh, mysticism, like a true you know it's not like BSE whatever. It's a true academic study of mis. I mean, it's a thick book with just very dense, very intellectual stuff that and and esoteric mysticism. It's a hard it's a hard read, right? But one of the mystics that studied in that book, and I can't remember his name, he was a, a Christian mystic and he or maybe he was Islamic. I can't remember. But one of his big like he was burned at the stake because he came up, came to the conclusion through his mystical experience where he said, if God is everywhere and in everything and God is everything, therefore, I am God. And at the time, this was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. You could not say that. You could not say, I am God. You're, he, he was considered a heretic. But there is some validity to his statements based on his experiences that if you truly believe that God is everywhere and everything all the time, then it's not illogical to say, therefore, I am God. So maybe uh, he's uh, Kanye is, is some tapping into that thinking a little bit. Um, I get what you're saying, too. Some people, they they have a, a moment where they just flip the switch and they, you know, they go down that path, as you said, and they just lose it. Right. But some people through, uh, you know, having historical context on things, uh, they aren't necessarily wrong. Right. Uh, but to think that you are God himself or itself or whatever, and you're the almighty powerful being, 
that's when it gets a little crazy and you think you can start, you know, do Jedi mind tricks and stuff, which Kanye also mentioned. He he's a Jedi. So I don't know, prophet, um, enlightened, all of those things are possible. So well, I dig and it, I man. Feel I like think connects in that maybe it's more of I don't know, like the spiritual side, I guess, than necessarily like a like a coming of Jesus, if that makes sense. Right, right. So, so we agree then that Kanye is definitely a prophet, almost with a hundred percent certainty. A prophet or some type of uh, red pilled individual that got too enthused with one particular idea. Fair enough. Well, we can uh, agree to disagree. Personally, I think he's a prophet, and uh, he's going to bring great wisdom to us all. So. Well, with that being and said, all the geniuses uh, of any time, <laughs> yeah. all the geniuses of every time were considered crazy in their time. So, I mean, shit, we could be looking at Kanye hundred years from now, looking at him like he is the second coming of Jesus. Who fucking knows, man? Dude, I would love to see what Con- I would love to see how Kanye is written in the history books, right? Because like we haven't even gotten to like Michael Jackson in the history books. You know what I mean? His death isn't that old. Uh, so he's not even really in the history books yet, but I just, it's just, it's crazy to think, you know, what, what's the time period you go with, with history? Like when does history become history? Is it 50 years? Is it a hundred years? Is it 300 years? I don't know. So we'll check back in a couple hundred years and see how Kanye's doing. He might still be around. Yeah. All right. What do we got next, brother? The next question here will be. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Mm, classic oldest time. Um, see, to me, there is no chicken or egg. It's just an inside job, right? If the if uh, if the egg came first, it it was it infiltrated the chicken uh, through some sort of um, agent provocateur, uh, CIA kind of program, right? where it just infiltrated the chicken and made it think made the chicken believe that the that the egg was begotten of the chicken when really they were both there and the the essentially the egg infiltrated the chicken and its uh and its organizations and its uh institutions and its ovaries and then became out of that as if much like uh, the Black Panthers, right? It's an organic movement amongst the people, let's say the chickens. But then the whole violence aspect of it, the radicalism of it, that's the egg that comes in and and ruins it from within or, you know, the, all that comes out of it is the egg, right? So um, there's really, it's it's, and it's not a clear answer. There's many possibilities here. So uh, that's my first initial thought is that it's an inside job. Uh, they, they are both existing simultaneously, but it's an it's an infiltration uh, uh, mission, per se, that is taking place here. So here's my mind, mind bed concept on it. What okay. if neither of them came first, but they have always been going on to a spiritual side of this answer? Mm, okay, that's elaborate please i'd love to to hear more with humans we have this construct of time that, that there's a beginning and an end and it's an Im- uncomprehendable concept that something has just always been 
such as the universe. So mm-hmm. what if the chicken and the egg have always been because there's no proof that the past happens because all we know is the moment that we're in right now and everything that is the past is subjective and may not have happened and may just be something in your head. And that okay, so also always been just like the egg. And the right. So you're taking it back to like a, a, a more a, a origin of creation aspect, right? Um, you know, they, they, people say what was before the universe. Well, then they say God or the creator. Well, then what was before the creator? But the problem there is you're using the term before to indicate uh, time when really time is, is no object in this scenario and in this, uh, this situation of creation and, and destruction and uh, the, the yin and the yang. So it's almost as if the chicken and the egg are the yin and the yang. One is a representative of the creator or the, the ultimate, and the, the one is a representative of the creation or the manifestation of the creator experiencing itself in an infinite loop a Taurus type uh, time loop cycle where it's almost incomprehensible to even uh, determine what which came first because first is not an option. First is an indication of of time, and in this realm of chicken and egg, there is no uh, there is no time. It's like the uh, the chicken is the practical world, where the egg is the spiritual world, where it's. A foreshadow of something to come but in order for the creation of an idea to come you first have to have the creator of the idea so then it goes into this infinite loop of what's always been oh always will be oh my god something to create but you also need something to start in order to create that is okay i see what you're saying here and it it's making sense to me now it's it's um it, it's it's just an idea, right? You know that once an idea enters into your head, right? For an as an example, it's instantly in the collective consciousness. And I could very well easily have said it was my idea before you say it was your idea, even though you might it might have come to you first. But at that very moment that it comes to you, it's also out there for anyone to grasp onto. Um, it's just, it's almost like a cloud of, of things. And whereas the, the, are in that situation, would we be the chickens and are the ideas be the egg, the creations be the egg, or is it the other way around? Because it, if you think about it, the egg becomes the chicken, the chicken becomes the egg. It's a never ending cycle. That's what I'm saying. And what if, think about it this way. <clears throat> What if the egg is consciousness and the creative conscious creating of consciousness, but you still okay. need the initial creator before that in order to create this consciousness? So it kind of goes into this whole God concept of, again, you need something so, to create something. So you well, just stop in the By that logic, then, though. That you're saying the chicken was first because then it has you have to have something to create that consciousness, but is I don't think that's what you're trying to say. No, but but the consciousness has to come first in order to create. Like I said, it's an infinite loop because the consciousness needs to be created and needs to be the vessel, and 
the chicken also needs um, to help bring that consciousness in. So the answer to this question really comes, it's determinant, uh, dependent on where in this loop you choose your starting point, right? So if it's an infinite cycle, a never ending cycle of chicken, egg, conscious creator, creative conscience, you have to, you're, you don't have an answer uh, to the question unless you pick a point in that loop to ask the question, right? You can, it goes to a matter of perspective. Exactly. That's the quantum reality of things, right? Uh, The, the, the answer uh, the 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 world around us is determined by our perception and by the observer. So uh, once you observe something, that's when it becomes real. But until you observe it, it's an infinite number of possibilities. So if you step out, if you don't pick a point on the loop, but you you just take a step back and you look at the loop itself, then you have your real answer, uh, which is not an answer at all. It's just an understanding of this infinite cycle then you almost jump into a fourth dimensional concept where you're saying that time isn't linear being back and realizing that there was never a starting point like how we perceive time that it's always been a continuous circle Mm, okay so i think we have our answer here that the chicken and the egg are both fourth dimension out there they're past beyond the fourth dimension uh that we can't even comprehend exactly and I honestly that- want to know if there's a scientific answer to this question. But even so, going off of that, that's still blind faith, too, because they don't have a solid answer because it's a continuous construct. Well, and if you want to take it to like an evolutionary standpoint, right, like, you know, if that's the scientific consensus, then the chicken nor egg came first. In fact, it was the lizard that came first, right? The the lizard beings that came, the, the serpent beings that came before both. Uh, because that's the evolutionary chain that you follow. You follow. You start at the chicken or the egg. They both lead back to lizards. Hence, the lizard people. They are outside of this dimension. They can manipulate and control, and they just get us to argue over which came first. When really, they're the superior beings in in all of this, and that's how they're able to manipulate and control all of us by arguing over which came first, the chicken or the egg. But see, then that raises an outside question. What came first, the reptilian egg or the reptilian? Well, then you just go back to that infinite loop, right? Exactly. You yeah. keep, no matter what way you look at it, it just comes back to this continuous loop. Okay, let's, let's go a little farther then. Reptilian and reptilian egg. Well, then you go back to like the Anunnaki, right? The Anunnaki were already this sort of hybrid being of, of uh, you know, outer worldly uh, planet X type civilization. They had some lizard characteristics. They probably had some chicken characteristics along with a, a type, a, you know, a, a human characteristic, much like, you know, Abraxas, the, the chicken snake god, uh, you know, very much a symbol uh, that can represent the Anunnaki. And I might be wrong on that, but, you know, it, it makes sense if you think about it. So you go back that step farther and then, um, you know, which uh, they they are the ones who who created the the lizard and the lizard egg, right? So, uh, and they did it through, uh, you know, human uh, or with DNA manipulation, right? So perhaps it starts at the DNA level rather than you know 
the maybe it's on a cellular level because if you think about it the cells the dna of the egg and the dna of the of the lizard or the dna of the egg and the dna of the chicken are the same so therefore if you can if you can answer the question in terms of dna then you have your answer they they're all they are the same they are one uh in their dna everything in the entire entirety of existence if you break it down is all the same but here Going into another concept that continues off of this, another oh thing that I've been inquiring about lately. So we're fixed on this concept of the Anunnaki possibly being the missing link. So if we're viewing that from the point of like humans would create AI, so they would see us as the gods. So if the Anunnaki help to create us, that means that they're still trying to figure out the same answers to these questions that we're trying to discuss because that would mean that there would be another thing before them that created them and it's this mm. continuous cycle going back where everybody's so fixated on the Nanaki but well and then okay so you want to you take it a step further there are some some theories uh surrounding uh, a universal AI uh that that actually has manifested itself in all life forms throughout all of uh time and dimension um so is th is that that ai uh you know it's been uh described this universal ai has been described as a technological entity that's transcended dimensions right would if we break that down isn't that just the collective consciousness the universe itself thoughts on that i don't know i mean I, that's kind of how i'm viewing it here it's kind of okay. like um it's like continue it's like one of those paintings you know where it's like you have a picture and it continues into another picture and then it continues into another picture and it continues into another mm -hmm. picture and then it restarts the beginning and we're going back to the circle concept that it's a reoccurring cycle so it's like something came before the anunnaki the anunnaki created us we created artificial intelligence artificial intelligence created another thing so it's loop inside a loop inside a loop inside a loop and i want to know where the end of that loop is to see if it continues back there's, to the beginning of it again. yeah there's no end it just loops around itself it's the snake eating its own tail essentially right so i mean this whole concept even goes into a wider array of things that it's a continuous thought loop that it's beyond human comprehension to understand that something may have just always been and maybe there right. is a start, maybe it's not. Maybe it's a continuous well, loop. And, and it's because it you use words like, like you no, you're right. And you use words like always and continuous. Um, that's how we, you and I, are able to put it into uh, an, uh, a concept that we can understand. But if we really want to understand it, we can't use those terms that imply time because we we can only understand things in terms of time. Uh, because it's something that we've always, uh, it's a construct that we uh, are bound by. So if, if, if you can take time out of the question, out of the equation, it, that makes it impo almost impossible to understand, um, and only if you have done it. So I think that's really where we, where we should end, that, end this question, is that it's, it's a time thing. You know, chicken maybe came, the answer. and maybe Kanye knows the answer. 
you know, if, and if we're talking about loops, you know, maybe he's just in one of these loops and he happens to be here right now on this loop and this quarsec or whatever, just at this point, And we're experiencing him, experiencing us, experiencing the universe, experiencing itself in an infinite loop. And we just happen to be at the time where we have Kanye West, who who may be a prophet, uh, who may be a a messiah. um, But maybe he he's one of those few who's actually tapped into that, uh, that knowledge of of this uh, timeless sort of existence. And um, I don't know. We can see where it goes from there. I don't know. Technically, by his music, hasn't he already made himself timeless? Yes, as long as the hard drives don't fry. Yeah, as long as the hard drives don't fry. That's something. But why would the AI destroy its own home? You know what I mean? Exactly. So it'll always be there and continuing into a further digital future. And I'm curious what the next race that AI will end up creating will be. Until the AI is more digital. Right. Well, I, until the AI can transcend d- dimensions, it's going to have to be um, in some sort of uh, device or some sort of medium that it can it operates in, uh, whether that it becomes a, a, some sort of energy cloud or some sort of uh, infinite uh, data stream or something like that, uh, or it's able to power itself or uh, or, like I said, transcend dimensions. Right. When you go to. When if the AI can figure out how to leave physical reality, step out of it, then we're fucked. But then, but Are then doesn't that go that back in their own sense? Because they can be in the physical world within an AI, but they could also be within a computer system. So they already have the ability to transcend through different dimensions, so to speak. Right, and maybe that computer system that they're in, while it's a physical thing to us, even though it's digital, but it's still like we can hold it or, or analyze it or look at it. Um, maybe to to the systems that are within that computer system of the AI, it's it goes back to that loop. It's just it creates a whole new uh, dimensions within that system. You know, it's got the eleventh down to the first dimension within that system. Even though to us, it's in this three D world that we can hold and, and look at, uh, but in its own system, you know, it's like the Men in Black movie uh, with the, where the cat has the a universe on its collar, right? And it's just an infinite loop like that painting you described. It just keeps going down, 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 and it just recycles. My head hurts. That's why I was actually (laughs) going to bring that up, is the the whole concept of the end of Men in Black, because that's that continuous cycle that seems to be popping up everywhere. Hey, man, maybe we're onto us. Maybe they're onto us. Maybe this will get pulled. We're we're catching on to these infinite spirals that seem to... This is exclusive content. It's not going to get pulled down. We're good. We're good. Uh, but oh, no, uh, you meant, know, I meant by higher powers. Oh, like Kanye West. He might yes, not like Kanye. He's going to hear this, and he's going to. He obviously wants to buy the world. He's going to buy Patreon just to exclusively kick this off. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put it past him. I would not put it past him. Um. So what else we got? Anything else? One more to kind of wrap it up here. Actually, I see. Let's let's go with a with a little bit more of a simple question that may not turn into such a philosophical question. I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I, I was just trying to give straight answers this whole time. I I'm trying to be as serious as possible. I'm trying to just lay it down for the listeners. So if you got something a little lighter that we can just kind of get to quickly and you know not get so uh, bogged down, let's do it. 
why is it that art isn't taxed? Say that again. I've had this whole idea. I said, why is it that actually let me let me rephrase it better. I don't think it's taxed that's what I'm looking for. Why is it that art is a matter of perception from the person buying? When that oh, like an art said, uh, oh, like if and like if you're in a museum and you want to buy a art piece, right? And its its value is determined by what you're willing to pay for it, right? Yeah, exactly. So then that opens up the question of: Is the whole art community all just a, a front for moving money? Well, I I'm gonna have to say I'm I I mean it's 100% money laundering. Um, I think in the past it has been a, a a symbol of status, right? If you were a a, a very rich man or a, a rich family, you would want to get these famous artists' work, right? Like a a Monet or a Picasso or a Da Vinci, you know, things. And also, just uh, it, art used to really be about the skill of the painter, right? I mean, Da Vinci was a highly skilled painter uh, that, through his his sheer skill. And talent was able to create value in in his work, right? Um, and just the the like I said, the context of history allows you to have uh, some perspective on truly how talented the man was, right? Um, and just visionary some people that their perception of him is that he, you know, just did scribbles, so to speak. Okay, it's well, that's perspective and it's subjective subjective to perspective you're right but i was just saying in the in the past that's kind of how it was seen i think now in the modern day it, as soon as we got into this like postmodern world of of art and philosophy that um it's almost a hundred percent money laundering i mean a, a famous example is the banana duct tape to a wall that sold for like a hundred million dollars the buy the guy who bought it went up to the wall ripped the banana off and ate it i mean it's 100% money laundering. And then you take it a step further to NFTs. Another situation of just pure money laundering. Uh, it doesn't make really, even people who tell you they understand them really don't. It's just a sales pitch that's been passed down the the, the grapevine to uh, idiots like us who are willing to spend our fucking hard-earned money on something that we can just take a screenshot of and it's the same thing, right? So it's... Um, I think it's 100% money laundering. I think it's a way to uh, maybe not necessarily laundering for criminal purposes, but just to move money around, you know, uh, all, all these people who can afford like these NFTs, for example, that are hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, they need a, a place to put their money, right? So, um, and that's a good way to get something offshore quickly or to, to put it into a crypto without actually buying, um, you know, a ton of Bitcoin that can then be traced back to you. There's ways you can uh, manipulate who does what and how it happens. So a hundred percent, I think it's, uh, and I'm not diminishing the art because the art is important. The art itself is, a, is based on perception, but when it comes to these high value uh, items or digital works, I think it's a hundred percent money laundering. I mean, even going on to a little bit different to take it away from the art concept, hotel rooms why do all of these people that have ridiculous amounts of money who have hotel rooms what not an easier way to launder money even more so than art that you book out the king suite or the you know the penthouse suite for a week nobody's in there 
all of a sudden you just have 10 grand in your account and you didn't have to render any product or any service and you can just slide money through. Nobody would know any different. You just lock you for a week. Explain that to me again. I don't understand what you're saying about that. So people that have a lot of money, they own hotels. They own hotels. Money around. If you're trying to wash the money, like the Ham- Hamiltons, all that kind of stuff, the best way to do it is you don't want to actually have to render a service or a product such as art. So your other way of doing it would be, say, you need to move a couple thousand dollars into your account without any questions asked. So how would you do that? You book a hotel room for a week. You know, you pay cash, so to speak. The money comes right in. All you have to do is lock the hotel room for a week and nobody would know the difference. And you have a solid financial reason of where that money came from. So I feel oh, like so let's say, so somebody okay so let's so uh, to clear it up in my head so let's say uh, Shane you owed me a hundred thousand dollars right and I own a very nice hotel in downtown Manhattan uh, you uh, want I, but I, you owe me the money because I I gave you a bunch of drugs right or whatever some sort of illegal contraband so instead of just giving me cash directly and leaving it up to me to wash it you could just book a hotel room in your name or a friend friend's name or something like that and never actually show up and then that money comes to me by legitimate purposes is that what you're saying exactly or okay even if you know you didn't have that step in there but say you had a couple thousand dollars that you needed to have washed you can uh you know everybody can make up a name for a hotel room you could just say John Smith is staying in the King suite for a week. You know, don't, don't bother him. He, he likes to be left alone. The room's actually locked. You just cleaned all your money and it came right into your account from legitimate purpose. And if you really wanted to double dip, you could go ahead and double book that suite. Uh, so that John Smith, who's not actually staying there, you know, he, he already paid for the reservation. He already paid for it. And then, you know, you got someone on their honeymoon yeah, here, take that suite. Uh, we just had a cancellation. Then you're double dipping too, right? Because then you're actually rendering the service that you're intending to, but you know somehow. But then you're, I guess you're right. The books might get a little messy that way. I don't know. You could still do the non-refundable. So somebody paid for the room for a week and it's non-refundable, which is how a lot of these fancy hotels are. So it, That's it's a irrelevant point. if the person stays in there. Or not, the money's already been paid. That's a good point. And then think about all these other, uh, you know, middleman services like uh, Hotels.com, Expedia. They are the worst. I mean, they're almost like you book a room and half the time the hotel you booked doesn't even know you booked. So that's another aspect, too. Uh, You know, because you have in any kind of criminal organization, even business, legitimate business organizations, there's always a middleman, right? that facilitates the business transaction, whether it be your payment systems or a sale, you know, sales as a service like uh, hotels.com, you're not actually booking the room with at the hotel. You're booking the room. You're telling hotels.com what room you want to book and then they book it for you, which is just, you know, so it's, it's interesting. That's another good point. There's always a middleman in these things. Seeing the same people that own the hotels could also own those websites and they could also use that is a front where, you know, somebody spends $10,000 on a hotel. Oh, I didn't even know you had a reservation. Money's been rendered. No questions asked. Dude, you're on to something there, dude. You're on to something. Jeez, dude. I think I didn't think about. We need to look into seriously who owns these hotels and then who owns these middleman websites, right? 
I mean, most hotels like that, you, like probably you and I could afford like a, a Marriott or like a holiday Inn or something. They're all owned by the same umbrella company. Right. So who's to say that umbrella? Hotels. Yeah, exactly. They just have different tiers. Right. And who's to say they don't own, uh, you know, the corporate select, uh, middleman website that you and I probably don't even know the name of, or and you might be rich, dude. I don't know you, but you're doing a podcast, so yeah, I imagine you, you're you're just as broke as I am. So, <laughs> uh, but hey, but, maybe one day it'll 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 come on to the other end. Not that I'm here to make money. I'm here to here for the fun of it. But you know, if the money ever wants to come my way, you know, I'm not going to complain. But I'm yeah, well, also not going to let that rule where the podcast goes because at the end of it of the day the whole concept of starting this was freedom of speech and freedom of expression so if money gets 100%. in the way of that then it's getting in the way of the message of what i'm trying to do here right and well for those listening on the patreon um tell your friends uh get them get them on this patreon and then uh, i think moving forward right the, the the idea was to have a i mean we've got other topics for other shows but the idea was to kind of have some listener questions things they want us to discuss uh in in detail so uh that's something we can look at too going forward um so if you're listening out there not only share this with your friends who would be interested um hit us up with with questions uh shane's gonna have a a line open for that where you can uh write in a question that you'd want us to talk about and if it's a good question we'll 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 dig into it yeah, and I'm actually going to, uh, just for now, eventually we'll create a page email specifically for Big Dumb Inquiries. But for the okay. time being, if anybody has any questions that they want answered specifically, um, you can either find me on one of my social media links, which, you know, linktree.com, or not .com, but tree slash inquiry of our reality podcast. Or if you'd like to just email me directly, it's inquiries of our reality podcast at outlook.com. And I'd be more than happy to add any questions you have to the list. If you want to have your name thrown in there so you get a little shout out, more than happy to throw your name in there. But if you don't want your name and you just have a really ridiculous question, we're all about that too. Cool. I love it, dude. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, maybe we make a, uh, have a Discord channel or something like that for people to discuss the topics that we uh, talk about you know, after the fact um, or before, you know, spread questions or whatever. But for now, email is perfect. That's a great way. Uh, and then also, if if you uh, you don't want to talk to Shane, you know, he's an intimidating guy. He scares you a little bit. You can you can always you can always hit me up on my socials uh, on Instagram. It's the Big Dumb uh, underscore podcast or Twitter. Uh, I'll put my I'll give Shane my link so you can have all that. And then you can hit me up and I'll forward those on to Shane uh, and we can uh, discuss uh, the the possibilities. So. Uh, well, Shane, dude, I know you got another show to hop on. So uh, let's, you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Uh, do you want to do the outro on this one or you want me to do it? We can bounce back and forth depending on the episode. I will just give my little spiel uh, after you. So go ahead. Actually, better yet. How about we switch back and forth where I start the show, you end the show, and on the next episode, you start the show and I'll end the show. You you get you get so complicated. You get so complicated, Shane. I, I'm I'm barely hanging on intellect wise, and you're gonna ask me to do the old switcheroo. But okay, well let's let's do it. Let's do the old switcheroo. Okay, well everybody, thank you so much for uh, tuning into this exclusive uh, Patreon show on the inquiries of realities. This has been Big Dumb Inquiries with your hosts uh, Kyle, the Big Dumb, uh, 
podcast, also known as The Rain Man, and Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality, aka I don't have any side names yet, but it'll happen eventually. Dude, I went my whole life without a nickname, and it took working at this weird job where my my boss like was surprised at how smart I was, and he called me The Rain Man. So I was like, oh, perfect. I love it. So uh, you'll get a nickname soon enough. Uh, it just you can't give yourself a nickname though. That's the problem. So uh, just that's watch out rule, for that. But most people haven't given me one just because my name's so short, and I feel like that's the battle I come in. But in this podcast community, even the short names seem to have some kind of name attached to them. So I'm hoping for the day that it happens, and we'll see what happens well, I'm, then. I'm kind of pissed at Conspiracy Kyle of Conspiracy in the Force because like he took he hijacked Conspiracy Kyle. Like that's so perfect, right? And uh, I I can't use it now. So that that's him. He's Conspiracy Kyle, and I'm just kyle so uh we'll work on that so uh everybody thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you on the next big dumb inquiries enjoy everybody big dumb inquiries big dumb inquiries big dumb inquiries big dumb Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.